Hello and welcome back to Parenthood Peaks and Troughs. This is your hosts Amit and my wife Dion. And sorry about the delay over the last week or so, uh, but today's episode is episode 7 and it's entitled Childcare and Nurseries, What Do You Need to Know? So, if you've been a regular listener to this podcast, you would have seen that we've tried to take you logically through each of the steps from anticipating your baby and preparing by uh, investing in certain items to preparing yourself for the pregnancy and then obviously to deal with the aftermath of having your newborn baby and what that can be like in the first few weeks and months. But then you may need to have people returning to work, whether that's uh, mum or dad, and therefore you might be looking at arranging some childcare or nurseries for your baby. Now, with nurseries, we found that location really is everything, and it's always helpful to have a nursery which is close to your home. There's several reasons for this. The first is obviously for convenience. Getting to and from the nursery, whether it's part of your daily routine when you're going to work, or whether it's just that you need to be able to walk there or take the car there is usually very helpful. The second reason you want your nursery to be close by is because in the event of any sort of emergency, you can get back to the nursery as quickly as possible to see to your child. And the third reason that you'll want your nursery to be close by is because I suspect that after you spent a long day at work, you're going to want to get to your child as quickly as possible because you've missed them and then get home as quickly as possible um, thereafter because they may be ratty, they may be sleepy and they may just need to be bathed and put to bed. So tip number one from us is to get a nursery that's close by. Now there will generally speaking be lots and lots of options available to you and of course the internet is your friend when you're looking for new types of nurseries nearby. However, personal recommendations are something that I personally would warn against on nurseries. And the reason is it's a very personal decision to you. They come in all different shapes and sizes, different prices, and as I said, different locations. And it's really important that wherever you decide to put your baby, you go and visit first. Thankfully, most nurseries won't actually let you enlist your child into the nursery without you having gone and seen it first. So that's actually quite handy. However, it's more than just a tick box exercise. It really does provide you with an overview of things like the menu that they might be uh, available to them for their food. It offers you an opportunity to see what the facilities are like, meet the staff in person and see whether or not your child will get on with them. Um, I think it also gives you an opportunity to see what their security arrangements are like and also, of course, see whether or not it represents value for money because at the end of the day, uh, nurseries aren't cheap. So that's uh, one of the main things I would consider to be pretty fundamentally important. And as with all things, um, paying more for the nursery doesn't necessarily guarantee that it's going to be of any better quality. So it really is up to you to do your homework first 
they are generally speaking giving given ratings so you can have a look on their websites and see how well they're doing you can also of course have a look at reviews online but again i say treat those with a bit of caution now the nursery that um, we eventually settled on was one that could offer uh, everything that we were looking for personally uh, they do certain things for example giving you updates on your phone um, and letting you know what your child has been up to during the day what they've eaten and perhaps even how long they've slept if at all uh, and in our case sleep was definitely one of the main things that Amelia struggled with because she was used to being in a confined room that were that had blackout curtains that had white noise and perhaps you know that was our mistake for perhaps pandering a little bit too much to her sleep routine but she was just one of those children who did not sleep without those things being present and so we needed a nursery that could replicate that, that situation for her in order for her to sleep properly um, in the afternoons. And the first nursery that we chose, unfortunately, wasn't able to do that, whereas the second uh, could. So it's always well worth checking out what the sleeping arrangements are for children. Very often you'll find that the nursery will just simply place all of the children in one room um, and allow them to sleep you know on the floor on um, sort of mattresses and the risk with that of course is that if one baby wakes up then there's a very real chance that the rest of them will wake at the same time which can disturb their sleep routine so just bear that in mind the thing I noticed um, whilst looking at some of the brochures for some of the nurseries are that there can be some hidden extras and it is well worth checking out whether or not your particular nursery has any of these hidden extras. And for example, these include if you want to drop your child off quite early before work, there can be an extra charge for that. I think our particular nursery, if you want to drop your baby off before seven o'clock in the morning, you will pay uh, an extra six pounds. Um, equally, if you want to leave the baby a little bit later on in the evening, then the price varies between five and seven pounds per hour. So bear that in mind. If on the odd occasion you find that you're running late from work, you may have an additional charge to pick up your child slightly later than you had planned. One really nice thing about the nursery that Amelia attends is that they offer a variety of activities for the children depending upon their age and for those toddlers who are perhaps 12 or more months um, they do have things like a chap who will come in and play football with uh, the children and teach them sort of simple hand-eye coordination there's um, another uh, individual that comes in and plays instruments and they uh, get to play with musical instruments um, and these are sorts of things which do help to bring on their social skills and also their motor skills so that they learn to uh, develop their hand-eye coordination to associate sounds with uh, sounds and movement with uh, certain types of activities. And I think it really does help them grow um, more so than if they're just simply, you know, sitting and playing with blocks all day. So 
do look for those extra little perks, they can uh, really be quite beneficial for your children in those early years. Now, one of the big things that is a concern for all of the parents that we know is, of course, the escalating costs of childcare. Uh, nurseries, as I said earlier, are not cheap. You can expect to pay, if you're outside of London, anywhere between 50 and £75 per day for your child to be looked after between the hours of approximately 7.30 to 5.30pm. Now, for Amelia, that uh, is the case for three days a week, and that equates to approximately £855 a month until they attain the age of two at which point it reduces slightly because there's not as much care required uh, and it's not as intensive for the staff and they can reduce some of their ratios. Now, if that number was quite scary to you, as it was to us when we first uh, came across these figures, you might well find that you are paying more in nursery fees than you are for your mortgage if you have one. And so it's very well worth as I said in previous episodes, putting some money aside um, for these expenses. Also, it helps and it helped us certainly to look into childcare voucher schemes. Unfortunately, the government childcare voucher scheme has now come to an end. However, there is another uh, scheme which is available where you can uh, deposit uh, money into, account, in, into an account and the government will top up uh, some for on your behalf. Um, these tax-free schemes, you know, you need to take your own advice on. Um, I don't profess to be a financial expert, so by all means, um, have a look on the gov.uk website. But what I do recommend is perhaps setting up a direct debit or standing order so that those fees come out of your account pretty much as soon as you are paid so that you won't ever miss one of those payments because those nurseries don't like to uh, have one of those payments missed at all and you will be receiving reminders fairly quickly. So um, bear that in mind and perhaps put some money aside or set up that standing order quite early on. Now, as I mentioned earlier, food can be quite a big consideration in any nursery. And that's because there will be a variety of children who may have allergies. And various nurseries will have various policies on what food items can be either brought into the nursery or what can actually be fed to the children whilst other children are in the vicinity. Some obvious examples include uh, nuts and seeds because of people having quite severe reactions to those. There can also be dairy intolerances um, and these are sorts of things that you need to check before you enlist your child because it may well be that if it's a nursery that does allow uh, things like nuts and seeds to be on the premises um, it could cause a severe reaction in your child so it's very very well worth checking that out beforehand. In our case uh, Amelia does have a slight dairy intolerance and so we had to ensure that the nursery we chose was prepared to give her um, the milk that we had chosen for her. Uh, and thankfully, 
they do provide that as part of um, the options that they have. But it's well worth, again, looking into that if your child does have any allergies. Uh, sometimes it may be the case you don't even know they have an allergy until, unfortunately, they eat something or drink something at the nursery. And if that is the case, then at least they will be in safe hands. I'm almost certain that most of the nursery staff will be um, qualified to do basic first aid and would obviously contact uh, the emergency services if, if required. I am reliably informed that most nurseries will ask whether or not your child has been exposed to certain foodstuffs before they uh, are inducted into the nursery. So just bear that in mind and perhaps if you want to have slightly more control over um, what baby is going to be fed then perhaps make a list of items that you don't want baby to have so that they're well, uh, well warned in advance. The other issue of course that always arises with nurseries is of course the quality of the food that they are serving. Now admittedly it is quite difficult even when you're doing um, an inspection of the premises to see what the quality of the food is like but I would strongly suggest that you do make arrangements to have a look at the menu at the very least to make sure that you feel that you are getting um, appropriate and healthy food for your baby. In these first few years, healthy, nutritious food is vitally important. You don't really want them um, having uh, you know, chicken nuggets every day if you can avoid it. And it seems to me that this is an ideal opportunity to uh, figure out what it is you want your child to be eating and drinking during the day and uh, you can be proactive about it. On the plus side, of course, nurseries offer um, one huge benefit and that is a break. And of course, you will find that you will probably feel almost a little bit nervous in the first few weeks that your child attends nursery because you'll want to know what they're doing, you'll miss them and it'll be quite a detachment from the child uh, while you're getting used to the idea um, and getting back to them every afternoon is going to be the highlight of your day. As time goes on um, most parents find that actually you quite look forward to the break because uh, it's nice to have a little bit of you time. And I think one of the things that you should never really underestimate is how valuable that time can be. That you should really try to spend it recouping where possible, trying to not spend all day thinking about uh, or worrying about how baby's getting on. Of course, it's natural to do that in those first few weeks and months, but do try and find time to do things that you enjoy to get some of your time back. You're obviously, you're paying for the privilege of having somebody else, a professional look after your child. So, you know, use that time wisely um, and, and it makes the day fly. Uh, whereas if you're worrying all day long, uh, you'll find that by the time it gets to the afternoon, you're completely stressed out and then you get in the car and you, and you go and pick up your baby and it, and it rubs off. So, Spend some time on yourself. And now one of the huge downsides of nurseries, although I suppose it can be a bit of a gift and a curse, 
is that nurseries are probably one of the most common places for children to pick up bugs, viruses, coughs, colds, and other ailments. And the problem that usually arises is that when they come home, the first person that they pass that on to is you. So you may well find yourself in a position where not only are you ill, but also your baby is ill at the same time. Now, unfortunately, there's not a great deal you can do about that. It's just one of those facts of life. Babies have to get ill. It builds up their immune systems and gives them a fighting chance against some of those nasty viruses that are out there. Um, but I would say that where possible, do try to keep your baby away from the nursery if you know that they're very ill, especially um, where they might have chicken pox or the measles. Um, most nurseries will require you to notify them if you do see any uh, symptoms of chicken pox, etc. And they will ask that they don't uh, attend the nursery uh, for a good couple of days. So just bear that in mind. Now, one alternative to nurseries are children's centres. And these are often free because they can be run by the local authority. So do bear that in mind. It may mean that um, you'd only be able to use them uh, every now and then, um, or perhaps once or twice a week. But they are a very valid and um, equally beneficial arrangement for you and your child if you um, don't have the ability to pay those uh, at prices for private childcare. One, sorry, the one catch with uh, children's centres is that, of course, you will need to be there with your child. So it's not uh, a nursery as such. It's more uh, a centre for you to spend time with your child where they can interact with other children. Um, equally, there are alternatives such as child minders or live-in nannies. Uh, and unfortunately, because we didn't have either of those, um, I'm not really in the best position to comment on them. However, in these situations, personal recommendations, I think, are going to go much further. And if you know of somebody and you can trust someone to do a good job and keep your child entertained all day at home, then you know, all the better for you, especially if it's cheaper than a private nursery. And lastly, on this episode, we're talking about what they might pick up at the nursery, which, in addition to the bugs and viruses, may well be bumps and scrapes. And that's just unfortunately something that comes with the territory when they're learning, they're gaining these motor skills, they are running around with other children, taking their lead. It can be the case that you'll get a phone call in the afternoon saying baby's had a bump on the head or perhaps on the arm or another child has um, accidentally knocked them over. Um, but you know these are things that are par for the course. It is very much something that you know you will slowly but surely get used to. Um, try not to panic too much and uh, nine times out of ten I'm sure baby will be fine but it's just something to bear in mind and perhaps it's worth um, making sure that you have your GP's details saved in your phones so that if on those rare occasions you may need to attend 
a doctor's surgery or indeed a walk-in centre, you'll know where the nearest one is and how to contact them. So that concludes today's episode. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, again, we are absolutely over the moon with the success that we've had with this podcast. Uh, we're getting lots of great feedback and the user subscribers are growing all the time. So it's really positive. Um, and hopefully we'll have another episode for you again next week. Uh, and the episode for that is going to be all about babies walking and talking. So we hope you tune in again this time next week. Thanks very much. Goodbye.